you're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Yeah, so we have three different priority areas for our strategic plan. It's financial, stewardship, and operations. And the financial is pretty much what it says. It's, you know, raising more money and um, not just from membership, but from, you know, organizations and foundations and, you know, large, you know, high capacity donors, but it's also, you know, increasing our online presence and store and expanding that and, and diversifying our revenue. So right now, you know, most of what we bring in in a million dollar budget is through our cost share agreement with the Forest Service. That was Florida Trail Executive Director Royce Gibson, and I'm your host for the podcast, Misty Little. It's been a while since I've had a representative from the FTA on the podcast, and when I saw the latest campaign from the FTA, the Close the Gaps campaign, I knew I needed to get someone on to speak directly to this. Royce was a natural fit, and it was great to sit down and hear what the current plans are for closing the approximate 300 miles of gaps in the Florida Trail. Roadwalks are the number one complaint about the Florida Trail, probably followed closely by loose dogs, and there's no shortage of people looking for answers on how to close the gaps. It had also been a while since the FDA has had an executive director, so this was a wonderful opportunity to get some insight into how the organization is run. And let's hear what Royce has to say. So thank you for wanting to come on the podcast. Uh, If you want to introduce yourself, give us a little bit of background of who you are and you have a rich background with the Appalachian Trail Conservancy and how you came to work with the Florida Trail Association. Sure. So I'm Royce Gibson. I'm the executive director of the Florida Trail Association. I've been here for almost three years. Um, Prior to that, I um, worked a little bit in um, uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico at with the Friends of San Juan National Historic Site. Um, and before that, I was 12 years, almost 12 years at um, the Appalachian Trail Conservancy. And there I was the head of uh, membership and development, which is the fundraising and membership portion of the organization. And um, prior to that, I was a fundraiser at other places and okay. direct marketing. Okay. Um, so yeah, I spent a good 30 years in the DC area and uh, 20 in Harper's Ferry and, um, then, um, moved to Puerto Rico and then met my partner and, um, moved to Miami and, uh, actually the president and CEO of, of the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, um, sent me an email and said, you might be interested in this. And it was, it was the uh, position announcement for um, that. So. Right. Right. Okay. That's so how yeah, I you... got, that's how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, you do a little digging with your name online, you see how entrenched you were with the ATC and how much you did for them. And yeah, I was just very curious how, how you made it to the, <laughs> made it to Florida. Um and it sounds like you have a really rich background on fundraising, which, you know, we'll kind of get into later uh, or just shortly, really. And um, I think that's something the Florida Trail absolutely needs. <laughs> so I'm excited to see where you take uh, the Florida Trail in the future. Yeah, so it was um, they have been kind of say coasting along, if you will, um, for a while um, before I got here. You know, membership was uh, stagnant volunteerism was stagnant 
we've got we had some really old systems in place for like keeping track of membership and things like that. And so I've spent the first couple of years um, just getting our systems up to speed, you know, our online presence and our membership renewal process and um, the uh, the extra gift appeals that like the, the close the gap one that you got. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, working on a strategic plan for the organization with the board. And um, so all that's kind of come into place our we end our fiscal year and next week and kick off FY24 with um, with a strategic plan in place and action items towards that. Okay. So. Okay. So, you know, mentioning that the executive director role, um, before we started this podcast, that the executive director was, uh, hadn't been, there hadn't been one in 10 years. So what is the role of the executive director at the FTA? I guess probably you are probably forming that role really, if there's been such a gap for so long. Yeah, a lot of it's a learning process for me. Uh, I think it's a learning process for our board of directors just because they were for a long time, you know, the the head of the organization, if you will, the face of the organization. And, um, you know, they're getting the staff motivated. And um, I mean, they're a great team here. And um, but, you know, kind of s- spread out across the state and uh, just getting a little more uh unity built up in the team and um you know saying we are fta and then then actually growing that team we've we've been able to um bring on a um a gateway community coordinator and uh now we have a a next gen coordinator for our uh up and coming trail maintainers and outdoor enthusiasts um, which is going great so and um the strategic plan in place with um we'll be hiring additional staff here in the office uh for both our finance side as well as the development side the fundraising side to uh i i said to to unchain me from my desk and um and let me get out and talk to other people and you know and organizations uh throughout the state to uh drum up support for the organization right Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a very busy, wide encompassing job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, It's just, I, you know, every day is different. Um, The, um, you know, I could be meeting with, you know, uh, agency heads or, you know, I go to Washington and lobby for, on behalf of the organization, Uh, I'm going to be doing more of that in Tallahassee in the coming year. And, um, or I could be, you know, vacuuming. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. what needs to happen. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I really appreciate the the next gen uh, initiative. I was just, you know, having a discussion with somebody else about another entity I'm involved in, and just talking about you know, the age demographics uh, of those groups and just generally how it's hard it is to get younger folks involved. And, you know, I've obviously seen it with the, with the FTA as well. And, uh, you know, everybody, younger folks usually have different things on their minds, but if we can get more of them involved and to keep, keep these things going, I really appreciate uh, that aspect. Yeah, we um, we got a little bit of a false start with our next gen program, but um, we, since we uh, brought on the coordinator, 
Um, they have a strategic plan in place for themselves, and um, they're going to be very involved in our, um, we're hosting the Partnership for the National Trail System Conference in November in Orlando uh, as part of our 40th anniversary celebration of the National Scenic Trail. And uh, they're going to play a big role in, in hosting that and, and on the welcoming committee, as well as doing forums with other um, trail organizations and historic trails and scenic trails uh, during the conference. And they are a great group of people. Right. So I'm very enthusiastic. Yeah, that's exciting. Cool. I'll have to look into it. I have not heard about this, uh, so I'll have to check it out. So since you worked for so long at the ATC and you did your, some of your work in uh, Puerto Rico, but I am curious, like, coming into the FTA, is there any differences if differences between the trail organizations and how they operate? Obviously, the, FT, the ATC is a much larger organization, but at the heart of it, is it basically the same? It's, it's a little different. Um, the Appalachian Trail is managed by the Park Service, and we're managed by the Forest Service, so two different uh, departments. Uh, the Appalachian Trail is a unit of the National Park System, not all scenic trails that are uh, managed by the Park Service are units of the, that, which means that they get their own superintendent and and budgeting and all that stuff. Um, so the funding works a little bit different. Um, the um, the way that the the club structure at the ATC is set up is they the clubs are independent. They have 31, I believe now. Um, so they're all independent organizations, whereas our chapters are under the umbrella of the FTA. They, they don't have their own 501c3 number um, okay. to cover all that. So that sort of managing that is a little different. It's not something that I'm used to and having that, you know, um, that chapter input, basically. And um and then, as you said, it's much larger. I mean, it's much older. Uh, yeah. They just celebrated 100 years as a, um, not quite 100 years as an organization, but 100 years since the concept of the of a, the trail. You know, yeah. a scenic, scenic trail came about. And um, so, yeah, they have like 40,000 members. We have 4,000. Uh, so <laughs> we, we've got a ways to go. But, um, you know, I think I keep saying that the Florida Trail is uh, the best kept secret in Florida. And I'd like to expose that secret. Um, so, you know, we've got 29 million people, I believe, that live here. And I think people even living on the trail or close to the trail don't know what it is. Yeah. And I want to change that. Right. So, you know, the big reason I wanted to have you on was to talk about the Close the Gap strategic plan. And, you know, part of that, you're mentioning folks not even knowing that the trail is there. So the part of this is getting people in the community to even understand the trail is there, why it would be beneficial to have a connected trail system throughout the whole state. And the Close the Gaps, you know, people have been talking about this for decades, how to get roadwalks uh back onto uh real trail you know, and it's it's always a big topic of conversation among through hikers but can you walk us through a little bit about the strategic plan how you guys came up with it um there's a whole lot of you know goals financial uh stewardship and operations goals um 
I don't, there's so much to talk about. So I'm going to let you kind of lead that because it's obviously you've worked on building this plant, but I want to hear a lot about this and, and where, <laughs> where you hope to see this 50 miles uh, of roadwalk be eliminated in the next few years. Yeah. So we have three different priority areas for our strategic plan. It's financial stewardship and operations. And the financial is pretty much what it says. It's, you know, raising more money and um, not just from membership, but from, you know, organizations and foundations and, you know, large, you know, high capacity donors, but it's also, you know, increasing our online presence and store and expanding that and, and diversifying our revenue. So right now, you know, most of what we bring in in a million dollar budget is through our cost share agreement with the Forest Service. And that limits what the immediate staff is able to do because they need to be working on the FNST. And um, while, but our mission says that we work on a system of trails across the state. And um, so we need to get folks that we can eventually that we can, you know, have out there that are doing non-FNST work and expanding our programs, expanding the Gateway Community Program, expanding the the next gen program to bring in that, you know, that, you know, because our volunteers and our members are aging out. Mm -hmm. And so we need more people that don't look like me. <laughs> White man. <laughs> so uh, and look like them. Um, so that, I mean, the financial is that the stewardship is, you know, just making sure that we're, we're maintaining the trail properly and diligently and, and, you know, uh, bringing our chapters together as a, you know, so that when, I mean, simple things like all, all the chapters having the same sort of look when we're out at events, okay. you know, the same kind of table displays, the tents, the whole nine yards, just so that, you know, if you're going to different events across the state, you go, oh, I saw them here or there. And right. I, instead of going, well, what's this group? <laughs> right, right. Standardizing it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then also the stewardship is just, you know, increasing the awareness of the of the Florida National Scenic Trail and the and the and the Florida Trail Association, so that more people recognize it, want to support it, and um, want to become members. And then the operations goal is we're you know increasing those volunteer numbers and um, and the and the partnerships that we have through our Gateway Community Program, and then also the just getting these you know roadwalk miles. I think they're the Total right now is like 364 miles of roadwalk. Yeah. Some of it not bad, but a lot of it, especially in the pandemic, <laughs> is very dangerous. <laughs> yes. And um, so, you know, um, and we landed on 50 miles um, just because that seemed like a manageable chunk of the, the 364 to accomplish in three years. Okay. So, you know, we're not going to stop at 50. And if we get more, that's great. Um, you know, well, you know, this is a three-year plan. So the the legwork that goes into 
talking to landowners and, you know, calling through uh, courthouse files to see who the landowner is to, you know, just all that stuff is, you know, takes time and, um, it, you know, we could do it in one big chunk <laughs> if the right thing came along. Um, you know, the, the Big Ben reroute is still at, you know, something that we're pursuing. And um, that would be 60 miles right there and uh, of, you know, taking it off the road. Right. I think it's 60. And, um, and another group, we applied for um, a grant uh, for several years and we're going to do it again. Uh, to build a, a bridge over the Yellow River, yeah, you know, yeah, by Eglin, yeah, and that would take off twenty miles. I mean, yeah. just little things like I mean, it's not a little thing; it's a million dollar plus bridge, but it's um, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's a little bridge, and then yeah, it's, right. it's two hundred feet <laughs> that will get that will get us connected to the trail and and take away you know twenty miles of roadblock. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a huge chunk, and I you know, having hiked those sections and asked myself the questions this over a decade ago and, and seeing just how much time, effort, and money is involved in, in doing even the littlest things. Um, you know, I hope, I definitely hope to see the <laughs> connection done in the next, you know, decade. That would be an enormous project. I, I would definitely ask if you could get State Road 60 taken care of. That'd yeah. be like, that's a very dangerous one. Um, yeah, that would a be high a speed, it's a high speed road and yeah. not much shoulder there. Yeah. So, um, I, obviously you guys have outlined probably your top priority areas to attack. And, um, I mean, do you have any of those 50 miles that you can kind of think of off the top of your head you're looking at, or does it matter? Whatever comes up, comes up. Well, it's, it's, it's a matter of really, you know, what the opportunities are as they arise. Um, I, you know, the ones that I just mentioned are you know, top of mind, just because, you know, like the, the SB6 or um, State Road 60 is, is I think it's 65 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's just not, um, you know, and then there's other areas too, where in Madison County, where folks are having to walk along a property with some aggressive dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, getting, you know, getting rid of those sorts of hazards is, is priority um but you know if for some reason uh there's there's a 27 mile i believe road walk um south of crabgrass creek where we just put in some mm -hmm. new bridges you know if if that suddenly became you know an option then that's the priority yeah you know? right 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 yeah so, whatever happens then you can take it of course yeah, yeah. and there also you know there's some there was some good legislation passed this year in florida um but, you know, pertaining to trails and the wildlife corridor, and uh, we did an issue of the magazine on the wildlife corridor and how really where, you know, where they're trying to make connections at the Wildlife Corridor Foundation is pretty much the same places we're trying to make connections. So, you know, um, rising tide lifts all ships. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, and working cooperatively with these other organizations who are, you know, trying to conserve land and, um, um, you know, for wildlife is, you know, helps us and helps, you know, other outdoor enthusiasts, you know, the ranchers and, and other places where, 
we can coexist and um, not interfere with the wildlife and not, you know, and not be on the road. Right. And have that have that green corridor, you know, forever protected. So right. that's where we want to go. So I guess for those land ownership agreements, are you looking for just easement agreements or would you are you considering purchasing trail corridors or all of the above? <laughs> I guess how are you trying to work that out? Yeah, it's 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 you know working with with cooperative landowners, and if you know there's some tax benefits to um, you know granting an easement, and um, and then more and more, I think that um, developers are looking at ways to integrate their developments with um, national, you know, um, uh, park land. Yeah, to make it, you know, easy recreation access for the people that are, you know, going to live there. And so, you know, we're, years ago, we were being pushed out. Uh, Now we're being kind of pushed in, in some places. Hopefully. uh, (laughs) um, You know, and as, and as people become more aware of the Florida Trail or the Wildlife Corridor, then, um, you know, there's going to be people that will call and say, I've got this tract of land. I see your orange blazes on, you know, telephone poles going down the road. You know, we can move it over, you know, 20 feet or so and um, yeah, have that easement. Um, the um, um, We don't have a lot of money to buy land, um, but I think if the opportunity came up, there's there, there are funding sources that we could go to and and get that you know at least earnest money to begin with and right go from there right these things take a long long time <laughs> yeah yeah so. yes especially yeah for sure i wanted to talk about some of your branding products um because i really like that idea because my husband and I have always thought, man, I wish they had some cooler shirts <laughs> and it's not like we don't like some of the shirts but we would definitely, like yes. Yeah, no, I do like that one. I do like that one. I do like that one. But I think that's a recent, a more recent addition. Um, but yeah, you know, within the last decade, we're like, man, it'd be really cool to have some new stuff. So what are kind of gear and things are you talking about, like adding in? Um, well, a license plate, a front license plate. Oh, yes, that would be awesome. And um, so we're working on, on um, an update of our logo to make it a little more a little less retro than it is. <laughs> um, uh, so when we get that, we'll get a license plate. People have just went right out of my head. We've got something yeah. here. Uh, golf shirts. Um, and the uh, we try to stay away from things that, that break. Um, so okay. like uh, I'm, I've had uh, one of the, the leaders on the, uh, the chapter council it's always like y'all should do the 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 coffee mugs again, and I'm like, do you not understand how many of those you know get returned because they break in the mail? Oh no! And um, you know, or wine glasses, and I'm like, oh. or but you know, but soft products that we you know like koozies or something like that uh, that folks would buy. Um, I forget they had. Uh, anyway, we're you know we're open to suggestions. You want something that's branded with. Um, FTA stuff, uh, let me know and I'll oh. 
I'll run it up the flagpole and see, you know. <laughs> I do. I do like my coffee mug. I still have it. I try to make, make sure I won't break it. So, so I can't, if I can't buy it again, it's my only one. Yeah. But we make it to something. Um, I got a gift for, I was on the radio um, a couple months back and um, with the local NPR station, helping them with their uh, spring fundraising drive. And um, they gave me this really cool, a uh, coffee mug that like stays the coffee will stay warm all day oh nice yes and um um or the water will stay cold whatever you want to put in yeah. there and uh, so something like that that's metal and you know is not going to break would mm-hmm. certainly entertain that yeah. um, but we're also looking you know to get our products uh right now they're in all the rei stores across the state Oh, okay. And um, as they open up more REIs, um, we'll be in those as well. And uh, so they sell our maps, they sell um, the shirts, the hats, the um, the uh, through hiker packages, some of our books. And um, I'm trying to think, um, oh, we've got this uh, uh, blanking here. That's okay. I can edit this out if you don't think about what's, it. What's the uh, what's the thing that the um, it's like a hat. N- oh, gators. the neck, the chill, the neck gaiters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no. Um, so we got those. Uh, we'll probably get another design on that. Um, and then yeah. we're also, you know, would like, you know, to get into um, some of the local outdoor retailers, you know, the small shops and the like travel country and things like that. Yeah, well, travel country does does carry our stuff. Oh, okay, um, like um, Blackwater Outfitters, I think is their name. And, okay, um, and then there's another one here in Gainesville. So, um, but just you know, just having the bandwidth to go start talking to those folks and you know, showing them that that folks, you know, folks are. I mean, we're selling a lot of stuff through REI and um, the um, and that just helps all the more mm-hmm. with the awareness that there's a Florida trail association right. and there's a um, Florida national scenic trail. And uh, so folks get excited when they see the stuff. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. Because always that visual representation is, is how awareness is spread. People talking word by mouth, word of mouth uh, more th- often than, you know, seeing it on a website somewhere. Um, I do want to talk about your plans for increasing, I guess, membership. Like, how are you guys hoping t- for that to happen? Well, um, traditionally, organizations that want to do this do what's called prospect mailings. And we just don't have the monetary ability to do that because it's um, it's a it's a loss leader, if you will. Mm-hmm. The, the response rates for direct mail are really, really low and uh, on prospecting pieces. And so we're hoping to do it organically through, you know, having, as I was saying earlier, you know, having this unified look at at different events and, you know, through our social media platform. Um, we also are going to kick, we, we did a test run of, of a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign uh last year and we'll do that again and then have that as more of an option 
on um, so that you know, folks don't know what peer-to-peer fundraising is. It's, it's like on Facebook where you say, it's my birthday and I'm raising money for Oh, it. right, right, right. Okay. So we can do that. The, the tra- challenge with that on Facebook is that we don't get, we don't know who those people are that are donating. But on our, you know, if you do it on our site, then, you know, we have the opportunity then to take those donors, introduce them to the Florida Trail Association and, and our mission and pursue, you know, it's, so it's like, it's free names. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And, and, and then it's all done electronically. So there's no, there's no cost. You know, right. Other right. than the person's time setting it up and then trying to convert, you know, the, the followers that we already have on Facebook to become, take that next step and become members. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I was going to say, I know, I know through hiker membership is, or through hiker numbers are slowly growing. They're getting bigger of the year, but mm-hmm. do you know what the, I mean, other than people joining to through hike, what is the rate of people re-upping the next year? Yeah. So um, we do pretty well. Uh, with that, we've grown quite a bit in membership over the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's um, whereas it was kind of stagnant. Uh, now we're seeing increases of you know six, seven hundred to a thousand or eleven hundred people. Okay. But the challenge with that is, is that most of the time, the and this is true across nonprofits, regardless of their trail, is that first time donor is the hardest to get to repeat donate. Um, so we, you know, we have an overall retention rate of about 67%, which is well above industry average, which okay. is around 45%. Oh, wow. And um, so just, you know, trying to get them to uh, renew and, um, continue because if you renew, then you're more likely to renew the next time and the next time. And then after, you know, three or four years, it becomes habit. habit. Just, yeah. Right. Or become a monthly donor. You know, that's, that's an easy thing. I, Cause I mean, you know, sometimes maybe $35 is, is a high threshold for folks, but five bucks a month or $10 a month is maybe easier to do than, than a one-time thing. And uh, so I'm a monthly donor to the organization and because it it helps me be able to plan out, you know, what my total giving would be for the year. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I like that option. And I think you were talking about re- being able to renew and do this online versus writing a check. I still write a check, but um, it's a lot easier for people now to, there's so many digital options. They just want to be able to pay online then. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and we've got that down and we've got, you know, uh, automated you know we send out we try to save money as many places as we can so that you know because the more that we save here on admin cost then the more that we're able to put back into you know building the trail right and um the uh, so we do we do an email alert before we ever send out an email or before we ever send out paper mail uh, you know so that saves postage and if you respond to the email and re- renew your membership then you don't get the mailing and, um, you know, and you, and you're actually, you know, giving more back to the organization than you would by replying with the, in the mail. Right. Okay. 
maybe I'll keep doing that. <laughs> um, so on the operations side of things, you know, you're working with, you know, the different chapters and trying to increase membership. Um, is there any kind of strategic plan about for trail maintenance or is, do you guys leave that up to the chapters themselves? So there is a, the, um, we have a joint uh, strategic plan between FTA and um, the, the USDA Forest Service uh, that's specific to the trail. And uh, it dovetails with, with our strategic plan, uh, especially when we're talking about you know, the gateway communities and the partnerships and um, you know, promoting those connections. And, and then it gets very detailed as to you know, what each of the uh, regional managers, the communications and outreach manager, the trail program director and the gateway community, uh, what their plan of work is for every year. And, and um, they, just, it, they just ended a, a five-year plan and are kind of rolling, just kind of rolling it over uh, with a few modifications. So, yeah, um, this our strategic plan was much more focused on the organization and and what we need to do to kind of ramp up things here. And theirs is, uh, you know, what do they need to do to, you know, and and they're doing a great job of, you know, they're maintaining all the miles of trail every year mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, that's a lot of mowing. And yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's good. And then just working on the, some priority projects, you know, some bridges that needed to be replaced. We just did a grand opening at Crabgrass for the three bridges there. And we'll have another one at Devil's Creek. And we were working on a plan for Robinson Branch and, and then another for Spring Creek. So, we got lots of irons. Lots of plans. <laughs> yes. Um, and so you mentioned some of those partnerships were, you know, like the Florida uh, the Florida Wildlife Corridor. And I know you guys have worked, worked with like the North Florida Overland Trust and, and other places like that. Um, do you have any other uh, partnerships you're trying to establish for the next few years? You know, we, we pretty much work with every land management agency in the state, whether that's the state forest, the state parks, the water management districts, the um, Fish and Wildlife Commission, um, you know, you name it, we work with them. Uh, so we have MOUs and those get need to get updated. And, and then it's, you know, and there's, you know, as in every organization, there's turnover. So there's always that, you know, having to go, you know, having the regional managers go in and or the volunteers and reacquaint the new person with, you know, what we're doing, why we're, why we're traipsing through their land. And uh, so, you know, what are, what are those people doing with chainsaws? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, you know, that's a, you know, that's, that's a hefty part of what the regional managers do is just you know, maintaining those relationships with with um, the land managers and um, and the volunteers in that particular area. Okay. Well, before I transition to anything else, is there anything else you'd like people to know about the Close the Gap program? So if they've got this mailer in the mail and they're like, do I send in money? What's this about? What would you like them to know to entice them to, to support the FTA in the Close the Gap program? 
as you, we said in the beginning, you know, it, this is like the number one topic of conversation um, among hikers and and our you know my board um, staff is is closing the gaps. It's a, you know it's high priority. It's a big challenge, but if they have extra money, please donate. And, <laughs> You know, we'll put it to good use, and um, the uh, and just keep us in mind. You know, if you if the listeners are are not members, you know, take that first step and join. Maybe maybe take a first you know small step and become a monthly donor. Yes. And so, <laughs> if you've used the Florida Trail at all, consider giving back just a little bit, no matter absolutely what you that's, can do. That's what I was like. If we if if all of our users were members. We'd be ten times the size of the Appalachian Trail Conservancy overnight because we have four hundred thousand people that use the Florida Trail every year, yeah. and we have four thousand members. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> if you enjoy hiking on the Florida Trail, then please join us. Okay. Well, so speaking of the hiking on the Florida Trail, what sections have you hiked, and did you hike on the Florida Trail at all before you came to the FDA? I did not because I hadn't been in. Florida that long. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I, didn't, I didn't know if you'd maybe visited Florida and happened to be going the trail. Um, the, uh, no, I, um, you know, in the, in the 12 years that I was at ATC, I think I only did about a hundred miles of the AT and a lot of that was, um, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I would go out with, with donors and show them sections of trail or, you know, just meet them in where they lived, um, here. I, um, I, I've hiked not very far in, into Big Cypress until I ran into a group of volunteers that were coming back and, um, they were wet up to their chest and I'm like, where did that happen? And they're like, there, and I'm like, okay, I'll just go back to camp with you. And I brought beer. Um, so, um, so then, uh, and then I've hiked in the Swanee section a little bit and, um, and then down at Crabgrass for, for the for the grand opening. I don't, as I said in the beginning, I'm I'm chained to my desk for the most part, and um, I don't have the opportunity to get out. And we, you know, and we're not particularly close to the Florida Trail here in Gainesville. So, uh, but we do uh, hike a lot here on the Haynes Prairie and yes. other places. So, um, the uh, I would. I would like to. I'd really like to hike up more of the Swanee section of the trail up north here. Uh, maybe after we get settled down. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're ever going to settle down from the sounds of it, especially with the goals and ideas that you're bringing to the position and to the organization. And, you know, but I hope, I do hope you get some time because the Swanee's great. So, yeah. Well, and, and, the busy time of year in fundraising is also the best time of year to hike in Florida. So, right. <laughs> you know, from October to December. Uh, so where would you like to see, you know, if, if all of this with the close the gap program works and you move on to the, your next uh, priorities, where do you want to see the FTA in 10 years? Um, I don't think that in 10 years, I, I would hope that in 10 years, maybe with the, the direction that, that some of the, you know, that this land conservation movement and the, and the Florida legislature, um, SB 106 just passed, and we really appreciate that. 
because uh, I think that'll be beneficial and just making people more aware of the, uh, you know, of us and what we're doing. Um, that maybe maybe in ten years we could, you know, close all three hundred and sixty four miles of gaps. That would be amazing. That's a huge lift, but <laughs> that would be great. I'd love to see, you know, membership be ten times what it is now, um, as more people become aware and concerned and. I'd love to see us, you know, be as recognizable as the Appalachian Trail. So. Right. Yeah. I hope so too. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, already kind of asked you about your final thoughts about the strategic plan, but is there anything else you'd like to share about the Florida Trail Association uh, that you want people to know about? And then if you want to tout the website and social media, and I don't know if you have any of your own social media that you would wanted to share um i i only do my own social media so i can keep up with my my uh family okay <laughs> so, okay um but yeah so we're at um you know floridatrail.org org and um the uh and our facebook is we're florida trail association there there's a lot of them um i'm not sure about the others yeah i think it's no i think instagram is just at Florida trail. And, uh, cause you know, I come converse with people through that all the time. So, yeah, uh, the folks trail. running that one. So, yeah. Yeah. So. That's another, that's a whole, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand how all that works. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, they so, run it well, so know that they're doing yeah. a good job. So. Yeah. Jane is, Jane is awesome at keep, keeping everybody up to date. So. Yes. Well, Royce, I want to thank you for coming to talk to me and I am definitely open as things progress and you have updates. I would love to hear more from you because I think hikers in the community are also interested in knowing what's going on with the gaps and just generally what's going on with the Florida Trail Association because some of these folks are dedicated Florida Trail hikers. <laughs> they're out there every year or they're out there section hiking all the time. Um and they just, you know, like want to stay up to date beyond, uh, you know, the magazine, which I haven't even gotten to read the new magazine yet. I saw how thick it was. I'm like, I'm going to need like days to read yeah, this. So. 40th anniversary edition. We're getting great reviews on that. Yeah. If you want to do this again, why don't you come to Orlando and do a live podcast from our conference in November? That would be a fun. Um, I'll have to see flight tickets and time off, but that would be amazing. I would love to get to do that we're there for, we're there for three days um we could always i mean we can zoom you in probably but um i think it'd be a great experience to um uh, for anybody actually that if you want to put this in, in the thing is you know um register for the conference and just see what all the other trails are doing and um and, and the challenges that they face then yeah the, no. um, um and you know, you might learn some cool stuff too. So. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And that's um, been great talk chatting with you. And I hope other people will uh, be enticed to join the FTA. All right. Thank you, Missy. That's it for my conversation with Royce Gibson, Executive Director with the Florida Trail Association. Links are in the show notes for the podcast at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com, where you can find information on the Close the Gaps program and other information about the Florida Trail Association. You can find me on Instagram at orangeblazepodcast or on Facebook at Official Orange Blaze Podcast. Until next time, happy hiking.